What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, a podcast, episode 130. Once again, I am joined by the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe. When I want to know what's going on with anything New York City transit related, there's no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I'm good today. How y'all guys feeling? We are well. And when I want to know what's going on with the local TV news beat, the director I go to is my favorite one, my brother, Mr. Mark Powell. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, bro? And when I want to know what's going on with the local uh, real estate scene in New York City, the guy I trust, the expert we call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. is in the house again today. My cousin, Mr. Derek Powell. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cipher with the cats. How you guys doing? Well, we are well. Uh, you know, this is an interesting time, uh, especially to be taping this podcast, because we've been doing this now consistently for a year. Uh, this This week marks... A year since the lockdown began. It's an anniversary of sorts. And it's kind of, I just thought it was, it would be fitting for us to acknowledge the fact that we have been taping remotely, uh, dealing with the problems that that, it, that, that entails, uh, going over the, you know, over this past year, uh, the difficulties we've all experienced. Um, and I just wanted to kind of take a moment to reflect on this past year if, to see if we've learned anything. What have we, what have we learned? as a function of this this once-in-a-century pandemic? And I'll start with you first, Keith. What I learned is I miss my family. I miss spending time with your guys. I miss the freedom that, you know, you take for granted, you know, able to go uh, to places and do things that you normally would do that has been taken away. And I have learned that the people of the United States uh, have 50% put that motherfucker in the office that messed up our 2020 year. Good take. Uh, Mark? Just uh, innocence, that's all. The fact that uh, what I used to perceive as a threat is not always what you think is a threat anymore as far as, you know, people. Um, carefree na- nature of things. So you just, you know, you should just be able to go out and... Uh, Mark is selling ice cream, apparently, in a truck. <laughs> We do the show. How you have to go out and uh, you know just do things without worrying about something. Now it's a whole other level of 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 concern. So it's just innocence. That's the biggest thing. You just lost that innocence of oh, I'm going to the store. I'm going to run here. Can't do it anymore. Good take, Derek. What what I learned uh, in the last year, um, I haven't learned more than the last, I guess, uh, minute and a half of what these two guys are saying. Um, Maybe they're getting paid and and I'm not. I mean, because if we've been doing this remotely for a year <laughs> and I ain't seen no goddamn check and them two ain't talk about no check. Well, maybe I'm the only one not getting paid on this goddamn podcast. Somebody need to get my money up, son. I need to get my money up. Okay, That's what I learned. I'm working for I retired to work for free cousin supervisor supervision but really you know what, what i've what i've learned <laughs> yeah we get that money together have anyway check the mailbox have you check your mailbox have you learned how to go to your mailbox i go to my mailbox there ain't no money there well anyway what 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 i look all learned, inside it okay let me bring it let's let's bring it back to what i've learned what 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 i've learned is not to take for granted just the basic things that we were doing prior to a year ago, just to be able to to travel, just to be able to to go to the store and and have the needed supplies there. If you remember a year ago, some of y'all couldn't wipe your butts with no toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all know y'all remember that. Lysol was thirty six dollars. I can't. So what what I learned and, and what I'm appreciative is for all the things that we, you know, that we have that we're coming back to getting, uh, you know, back again now where you have the supplies that you need. You're able to move a little bit uh, around. I'm still not moving until I get uh, vaccinated, but um, I'm just appreciative that I got you guys and I miss getting together with you guys because we haven't done our six week or five week breakfast. God damn. It might be. What is it? A year and a half? 14 months, 15 months. I missed that with you guys, though, really. That was the fun for me. Yeah, I think you all said it said it really, really well. Um, I miss routine. You know, you, you, there's so many things we take for granted. I, I think Keith and Mark, all of you said, we take for granted. Just routine. Routine things. The most mundane things 
uh, that you can imagine. Uh, Derek talked about going to the grocery store, just going to the grocery store, throwing your groceries in the cart, in a bag, getting in your car, going home and throwing them, you know, putting them away before you wipe them down and go through all kinds of other nonsense. I must be able to go to a movie theater and sit in a room with a bunch of strangers and watch a screen for two and a half hours. You know, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to feel getting a bucket of popcorn from some kid without wearing a mask, you know, going forward. I imagine, you know, we'll all have to take our that plunge in the pool. But those kinds of things, certainly the the I miss family. I miss uh, I wrote a, I wrote a 2000 word essay for a uh, medium about this very thing. And that's what that's what had me had had my mind on it. Um, I just miss the basics of, of, you know, when I see my mom or my pop being able to give my hug. I miss giving y'all a bro hug. I miss I miss that. You know, uh, Derek talks about, you know, not being able to go to dinner. Keith talks about, yeah, I miss the fact that we just can't even just hang out in a room. I miss that little basic thing that you kind of take for granted. Um, I miss the fact that, um, and what's not lost on me is that this has been a year, a year that is taken, you know, out of our lives. You know, the, the older you get, the more precious time becomes. And so as we're getting older now, that year, that's a, that year looms large. If we were two years old, we can rock with it. It's okay. You lost a year. So what? You know, I, I'm two to three. I'm good. But when you get older, that year starts to loom really, really large. And I feel um, I concur. That time, <laughs> I concur. <laughs> yeah. I feel that time with my family. I feel that time with my parents. I feel that time with, with uh, my older aunts and uncles. I feel all that time being lost. I, I, I you know, um, it's just, it's been frustrating and debilitating and psychologically crushing for a year and just to kind of bear up under it. Um, you know, yes, as Derek mentioned, getting vaccinated and moving forward. Hopefully this summer, you know, Biden says everybody should be vaccinated by the summer. Maybe we'll be able to, you know, come out of our, you know, dens like polar bears or whatever, you know, uh, <laughs> Uh, grizzly bears, I guess they hibernate, you know, be able to come out of our dens after a year and, and see a new world. But uh, yeah, it's been an amazing psychological transformation. I, I don't think I will take routine for granted anymore. That's what I think. That's what I learned. You know what? You, you, you mentioned uh, Anthony regarding uh, going to the movies about taking the plunge. I was in Stop and Shop uh, maybe two days ago, and somebody coughed. And I still, you know, I looked around like, yo, what's, what's up? You, you you good over there? Where it's still, those are the knee-jerk reactions I'm still having. So I don't know if I'm ready to do that movie thing uh, in a year, even within the next year. I, I don't know about that, because a cough still got me looking over my shoulder. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, admittedly, I mean, you know, we are all, at this point, we're all... Trained. I wrote this in an article. I said, you know, at this point, pretty much everybody can visualize what six feet worth of distance looks like without without a tape measure, without a ruler. We all have an idea of what six feet apart looks like now. Um, just the idea of somebody coughing in a room is still upsetting. And I, I thought to myself, you know, I haven't had a cold or the sniffles or the flu at all this year wearing a mask. I don't know that going back, you know, in, in terms of even after vaccination, I'm pretty sure I'm still going to be wearing a mask on the train or on the bus yeah. just cause, you know, I mean, it did teach me. I did learn that. I mean, we certainly learned how to wash our hands. I mean, I always wash my hands well, but now I'm like, you know, I think I'm an expert at this point. <laughs> I'm so used to having gray hands from using all the sanitizer. I'm just like, you know what? I'm rocking with it. I don't, even, I, don't even, I don't, I don't even have any shame about having gray ashy hands no more. I don't care. That's how I'm living. So all of these things have changed in my life over this past year. Uh, and you're right. I mean, the idea of going to, you know, you mentioned before talking about going to see a, going to, to, Barclays to see a Nets game. You know, can you imagine? Are you comfortable with the idea of sitting in a crowd of people even after you've had your your vaccination? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, that's the thing. That's the that's the great unknown. I think the sad part for me is that a lot of kids, you know, school age kids, are going through it. They they you know we don't know what the PTSD for them is going to be going forward. I think what's going to happen is you're going to have a lot of kids 
wilding out, acting up in school, then they're going to get labeled and, and, and shoved into special ed because they think, you know, because people are treating them like they're problem children and not really addressing um, the mental issues they may have as a function of being locked down for a year. It's, it's going to be a change. I might need a support animal. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to have all kinds of issues. <laughs> oh, the, the, don't do that, Anthony. Please don't do that. My little doggy take him, take, take him to lunch with us. That's, what I, that's what's going to happen for me. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. It's, it's, it's been an amazing, insane year. Certainly, it's, it's a story to tell your grandchildren and their grandchildren. But uh, for us, it, 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 it's, it, it's changed a lot. I think we're all a little broken and a little damaged by it. And we just don't know the levels that we are broken and damaged. And I think you bring up a good point, Dirk, when you say somebody coughs and you still, you, you flinching, you know, you panic, you're looking around. Definitely. Um, one, one point you brought up, um, and I heard a, a, a quick blurb yesterday regarding New York City has a new school chancellor, uh, Sister Misha. Ross and she talked about what you spoke about uh dealing with you know as they starting to reopen the schools she's got to deal with social issues and how kids have dealt with the, the 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 fact that they had to be into a house for a year and they had to be uh you know school um homeschooled and remote you know remote learning so she said you know she's looking to put something like that in place just to deal with that social aspect because they were boxed in for all that time, which is a lot of, you know, a long time. So hopefully when she puts that in there, it address some of those issues that we know are going to rise with those kids. Hey, Derek, what about the parents? They've been in there too. <laughs> that's why, that's, that's why she need to put something in place. Cause I know the kids, <laughs> them same kids who was going there and, and, and living with the parents and was crazy. So now they in the house with the parents 24-7. Oh, they going to need some uh, special assistance, <laughs> some special attention, some therapy. Yeah, but she said she's, gonna, she's looking to do something like that, though, really, though, which is a blessing. You know, I, I read an article today. I was just curious, you know, as, as I was doing the research for, for uh, uh, this thing I was writing. I read an article that said that, and, and, and this, this is counterintuitive. You know, we all thought that our kids, all of our Generation Z kids, kids that were born in 96 on, and we all figured that those kids would be okay with distance learning and, and isolation since they're all on the phones anyway. They never really get together and hang out anyway. These are the same people that sit in a room and will text each other while they're sitting in the same room. We thought that they would be okay, but it turns out that at a 70% rate, that 70% of them claim that they have mental that 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 covid has affected them more than any other group any other uh generational group covid has affected this group the the so-called the smartphone kids more than anybody else and i thought that that was kind of shocking it was a shocking revelation to me because you assume that these are the kids that are uh, best equipped to handle you know not going to school or just learning on a on a tv on on a computer screen I figured they'd be fine, but these are the ones that are most jacked up. I hope that this is a, a wake-up call for them and they, they start getting out and putting them phones down and talking to one another in person because this, this is really a thing. I mean, all of it is a thing. As I said, I, I truly believe we are all damaged to a greater or lesser extent. And I think at some point we're all going to need a little, maybe some counseling. I don't know, but, but, but it's going to take some time to heal. Yeah, yes. I mean, I would. Th- I think th- it's not a surprise that they would be affected because, as a, as always, it's biology. We're as bi- 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 lo- biology wise, we're all social animals. We like being together, even though they kind of do it a little differently. They do deem that still as is being socialized, even in a room all on their phones. So now you alter that biology, and it just affects everybody. It's like every time you alter the biology, whether you whether you're decide not to have kids in your twenties and early 20s and you start push up to 40 you keep altering that hardwired biology of millions of years of evolution and it's going to have an effect on you and this was just a quick experiment on you know you alter the the evolution of social animals suddenly having to be i guess antisocial, which is not quite but you know you had to be separated and it's going to screw you all up no you, you make a good point you know there's a, a famous psychology experiment where they, you know, because all primates, as you mentioned, Mark, are social creatures, right? Highly social animals. We live in social troops. If you look at any primate group, they live 
Uh, there are no lone primates. There's no lone gorilla or lone chimp. They all live in social groups. Uh, and they used to do this. They used to do this experiment with rhesus monkeys, where they would take the monkey away from its social group or its mother, and then they would substitute like a terry cloth. I don't know if you've seen the picture, terry cloth uh, monkey, and that was supposed to be the substitute for the mother. And those those monkeys would always be like jacked up. They'd be crazy. Yeah. After a while, because we are we are as primates highly social creatures, and and this is the one thing that we are not wired to do. We are not wired to be apart from each other. We're wired to get together, and not being able to get together for a year. For I mean, and the reasons are, are, are clear and obvious. But it, I, I again, I I say that we are all, myself included, we are all broken to us a greater or lesser extent, and we won't know the degree right away until we start to get outside. And I think you're right, Derek, when we get outside and, and suddenly you're in a crowded space, you know, you're in one of those back in the day, puffy parties where people getting trampled at the door. (laughs) When you, when you're in one of them crowded spaces, how are you going to feel? How are you going to feel with people every, everywhere? You know, I mean, uh, Keith and uh, and I used to go to the uh, auto show and you don't care how crowded it gets in there. Mm-hmm. You know, people all on top of you. How are you going to feel when people are all on top of you get in the cars and there's other people sitting in the How are you going to feel? Is it going to bother you? Are you going to be able to just snap right back into it? I don't know. I think for us, we're, we're not going to be okay. But I saw some pictures last week, and you could go online and look at them. A spring break over in Miami, Florida. Oh, them folks, them kids over there having a good goddamn time with no mess, no mask on it, man. I think the kids are going to bounce back. I think we're going to be the ones who are going to have the struggle, you know, because we are on the uh, shorter end of that stick. You know what I'm saying? So I think we're going to be having those issues, man. Yeah, but I see a lot of people, you know, now, even as the pandemic is going on, adult people are traveling to different countries. They're going down to Mexico because the prices and stuff are great for trips right now, Aruba and stuff. But... I don't think it's, it's affecting a lot of people in that way. Like like you say with us, because we're up in age, we know we have to be more careful. But those, those in their 30s, 40s, you know, they, they're traveling. They, they see in the world. They, see, they put their masks on. They jump on the plane. They go where they got to go. And they enjoy themselves and, and worry about what happens when they come back. Where for us, we're not going to do that because I don't want to be on a plane next to somebody and got to worry about if this person coughs or he's wiping his nose or her. And they they touch the seat or touch me by accident. Or if I got to use the restroom, did the person spray? Is there Lysol mm-hmm. on here? You know, mm-hmm. you, you got to go on a plane. You got to go with in a, 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 a plastic bag because you can't touch nobody and you don't want to be touched. Yeah, I mean, you you, make, you both make great points. I think for us, older people, generally speaking, are more cautious anyway. Like, as Richard Price used to say, they, there's no such thing as, a, as an old fool. You know, because, you know, there's a lot of young dead fools, but there's no old fools because you don't get to be old being no fool. (laughs) Um, And I think that's 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 where we are. You know, we watch we see these things and we cringe. You know, you look at the pictures of people in in Florida on spring break right now and and Clearwater and and, in Palm Beach and then on the uh, the West Coast of Florida, you know, all over Tampa, you know, anywhere that there's a beach down there, Panama City, all these places, Miami, Lauderdale. Yeah, I've been. I've actually worked down there during spring break. It's insane. I worked down there during Biker Week. It's insane. It's insane. And and the state itself never really took COVID seriously anyway. So that's why they have. That's why you know after New York's curve got bent by our governor, uh, places like Florida and 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 Texas, they kept seeing the spike. In Texas, they did the dumbest damn thing imaginable. They lifted all of the mask mandates. Everything is fully open. As if this pandemic is going on. Yes, it's March and we have about 30 million, I think I saw 30 million people who have been fully vaccinated, but there's 330 million people in the country. So when you think about 30 million versus 330, that's a small number. I mean, Joe Biden says he wants to get 100 million vaccinated in his first 100 days. But if he if he accomplishes that, that still means there's 230 million who are not vaccinated, which is two thirds of the country, over two thirds of the country who won't be vaccinated. So it's still we're still going to be in this pandemic situation for a minute. Ideally, by summer, I know um, uh, my son is scheduled to get his. I had a shot. I know my brother had a shot. 
Uh, so we're, we're getting there, but it's still going to take a minute. So um, I don't know. I don't know what, what people are thinking, what they're seeing. You know, it, different states do different things. And uh, we got we got problems. Speaking of <laughs> different states and different things, um, this, the the leader of our state has done some different things. Not in terms of COVID. And COVID on COVID, he gets a star. He gets a gets a, he gets a star, even though he had some issues with the uh, with the uh, nursing homes. But for the most part, I, I like the way he handled his job. He, you know, he bungled it at first, but everybody bungled it because nobody knew. But then. He's going to get F's for the rest of his grades. At least six F's uh, as, as we, as we count. <laughs> it, it, it's seven. They say seven it, F's now? They say it's seven, man. Yeah, seven F's. Female. Seven females have come forward now saying that the governor, copy to the governor, the boss of all governors, the godfather, has made them an offer that they could clearly refuse. <laughs> so uh, this is your man, Derek. I guess you need to defend him. Uh, do you guys remember as a kid, you know, you you know, you play basketball and somebody makes a bad call, you know, because they didn't make the basket. And then you would say, man, why are you always putting shit in the game? You know, that's that's how I feel about this right now. You know, I, I mean, the the accusations, unless I'm, I'm not listening or hearing correctly, to me, it seems more of he may have created a toxic work environment. I still have it, and I've been listening to it because this is my guy. Everybody knows it. I roll with him. Uh, I got to get up there, take the hour and a half ride up there uh, this week. We got to have a, a, a cipher, get him on the right pace, keep him focused. Is I think the new girl, the way he he talked, you know, the aggression. Somebody, you, if you take a picture, you can't touch people because that was one of the complaints. He touched the small of my back. I sent you guys a photo of me and we won't say who it is, but it's a heavy hitter. It is really, really a heavy hitter who's involved in this case. Why, why can't we say who it is? We're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to, not just yet because I might need that for later on for the people. Can you all agree? Is it a heavy hitter in New York state? Yes, it is. Okay, good. Okay. The, the photo I sent you, it looked like it was just a regular picture that was being taken. Yep. Did it look like we were familiar? Yeah, you look like you know. But not like that. There you go. Yeah, but that's how, that is the perception. Um, I'm not saying because it might be a payday for me later. Maybe <laughs> I was uncomfortable. And felt I had to do it because of the power that that per that person her you know holds. So I can't say right now. I know what those ladies went through because I don't want to repeat what was said in my ear. <laughs> because as you saw, they were very close to my ear, and the picture don't lie. If that's the route they want to take with him, so I'm hoping people fall back. We can go about our business, um, but. Schumer, he hurt me. He's he's on board with this man. Oh yeah, he crushed me. That too. one crushed me there. Uh, everybody, you know, I was like, not Schumer, but Joe B did step up and said, "Look, let's let let the investigation happen." But I think it was didn't Calibrand step up also? She uh, said, say, Gillibrand. Uh, Gillibrand. Yeah, she's, she's, right, yeah, right. Those those that's that's like. That's the dagger, man. I don't know if he, I mean, Mark's been calling it that he's not going to survive. When those two got on board, I, I'm like 85%. He might not survive this one, man. Yeah. I was. I don't think he's going to survive. I don't think he's going to survive simply because it's his own party. If it was a bunch of, yeah. um, of, the, of, the, of the Republican power structure saying it, he can kind of, you know, whisk me through it. But when heavy hitters Schumer, Gillibrand, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on other, some other, uh, 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 I think AOC, those kind of heavy hitters in your own party in your own state are saying things. At some point, you go, you know what? This this is probably not worth the fight. And it's funny because he had a quote or a statement. I think he said, you know, they're coming after me because um, he tried. It's funny he tried to pull the essentially the Trump line, which is I find it funny. Trump line of thinking, not a Trump line. 
which is saying they're coming after me because I'm not part of the New York power. I'm not part of the, the political power structure. It's like, you claiming that? You're the <laughs> governor's son, three-time governor's son. You were um, attorney general. You were the head of the, uh, oh my gosh, I drew, he was, he's I been in. Head of HUD. I think he was head of HUD. Yeah, I think it was, he's, been, he's been in New York politics for a minute. It wasn't like he, you know, was, you know, working at uh, Walmart and suddenly became the governor of New York. But then you could claim that. But he's been in this soup for a while, so you can't sit there and say, "Well, you know, I, you know, I just, I just got here. You guys don't like me because I'm being, you know, contrarian." He can't make that claim. That's of all the things Trump said and did, he could clearly make that claim because he wasn't part of the political system. Not you, Cuomo. Yeah, Cuomo's establishment Democrat. I mean, there's, there's no way around that. Uh, the one thing I think works in his favor. And I, I agree that, yeah, if you want to put a percentage on it, maybe 85% is a good number. But I think the one thing that works in his favor is this. And you you make the argument for it, Derek. And that is some of these, these stories, yes, more people are coming out and they're being encouraged to come out. But some of these stories are kind of Weak on the on the merits. I'm not saying that that uh, I'm I'm approving anything. And again, just so people who are listening or brand new to the show or just just tuning in, again, we have a uh, international listeners. Uh, namaste to our Indian listeners. Good day to our Australian listeners. To our great uh, British listeners. To our French listeners and the folks up in Canada. Yes, uh, we are saying that we fully support Me Too and 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 women's power all about it. However, in some of these instances, I'm just curious. I question not that it happened or that it didn't happen. I question the nature of what happened. And so the nature and the way it's being interpreted and all of a sudden it becomes a great story for the press because this is a quiet time. This, what was what what, the press going to talk about? It, it's funny how we pivoted from insurrection to, oh, another woman said Cuomo touched the small of her back. I'm sorry. That's not, I, I don't know. I mean, you're in the news business, Mark. This is your industry. Um, I just don't see how that merits all of the, all of the heat that it's getting. And yes, uh, well, Kirsten Gillibrand. Uh, yeah. Okay. Kirsten Gillibrand came out against him, but she's also the same person that wanted to get Al Franken out of there for Al Franken being a comedian. And he did this things, these things long before he was even a U.S. Senator. And all of a sudden she called for his resignation. Chuck Schumer is that dude that licks his finger, sticks it in the air, and sees which way the wind is blowing before he makes a decision. So I'm not really... Those two didn't really do anything for me. I think AOC, because AOC has a certain constituency in New York that can make a difference. But I'm just curious. I think, you know, the fact that he's been insisting, insisting, letting Letitia James do what Letitia James do and letting the chips fall where they may, I get the impression that he... Either he knows that he's good uh, and is not afraid of whatever's going to come out. Even if they throw some shade, throws a little dirt on him, the dirt is not as bad as what, as what people are making it. Um, otherwise, if he thought, listen, you know, and, and his advisors thought, yeah, this thing is really heavy. There's no way you're getting around this. You might as well resign. I think he would have resigned just for, because, as you point out, Mark, he is, in a sense, New York political democratic royalty. You know what, guys? Okay, okay. This this is my take on the situation. Last week we talked about it, and there were, what, four women that said that he uh, made them feel uncomfortable. We come to this week, they add three more and make seven. Next week, we're going to have a couple more because it's a Me Too movement, which I understand, and I have nothing against it. But all those people is... He said, she said. No one has gotten to a point where it's credible here or it's credible there. Now, people are taking sides. You know, they, they tell him he should resign. He should step away. But like, we, like we've been talking, he hasn't been found guilty of anything yet. It hasn't stopped him from doing his job. So you can't take sides on the situation until all the evidence is there. I could go out and someone claims that I shot somebody and they may bring five or six witnesses and say, yeah, that was the dude that did it. Five years down the line, you find out, no, it wasn't him. It was someone else. 
he had overwhelming evidence that he didn't do it, but they never presented to the jury. This has gone on for years with crime, with sexual harassment, where people are accused of something. And they actually really didn't do anything. I'm not saying Coma didn't made the women feel uncomfortable or nothing that, but let the process work to see what has happened. There was an incident in the office where a young man was sitting and he wouldn't look up at the ladies that were sitting across from him. And they asked him why. Because he said, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable and think that I'm sexually harassing you with my eyes. Mm-hmm. You see how you see how this has changed? Now you go out on the, on a date, you can't even touch the girl's hand because she may feel you're being inappropriate. Or, you know, sometimes you're walking down the street, you put your hand on the side of a woman and, and you know, just to protect her or just in the conversation. So the game has changed the way you can act towards a woman, either in power or not in power. Just as a man, you are really at a helpless state right now. Because you can't, if you look, have a conversation, do anything, it could be uh, pointed to as a sexual harassment or he was trying to do something or he was trying to do that. And it's not, it's not fair to judge the man yet until all the evidence is presented. All right. and, and, and that's my look on it. Let, know, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me just push back real quick. <laughs> Please do. Uh, let me Damn. just push back on, on, on this one thing. It's not yet. Uh, if we're talking about the office space and that young man, it's unfortunate that he felt that he needed to do that. And it's unfortunate that that society has reached that point where where we have that level of ridiculousness. Uh, that part, I, I'm with you on. The other part, if you're on a date and you touch a girl's hand and she says, I want you to touch her hand. Well, OK, that's that's OK. If you're uh, if you're with the woman that you know and you're walking down the street and you you know you put your arm around her to move her from the from the curb or wherever that's okay you, she doesn't work for you see this that, that I think I think sometimes we conflate sexual harassment and just you know behavior between men and women they're two different things office spaces and personal places are two different things I think what happens is in 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 Cuomo's particular case is he's his office happens to be where he lives so the That's people, his home. The, yeah, the women, right? The women that come through there, and if he's, you know, even though he's in his house, so to speak, and I'm using, I'm making the air quote sign, uh, so you so you know what's going on. Even though he's in his house, the people that are there are still employees, and so that line can get crossed very, very easily. And if or that assume, happens, that's one thing. Or assume that the line can be crossed because right. people take things out of context sometimes. Do they not? I'm not saying they don't. I'm, I, I just want to. The only thing I'm, I'm pushing back on is to separate people that work for you or work with you from people you just know. So a lady friend, a girlfriend, uh, somebody you taking out on a date. That's a totally different environment. That's a totally different set of circumstances than say something else. Uh, you know that occurs in the workplace. Good, Mark. Thank you for for putting some context to that ridiculous take that my cousin had um <laughs> because <Really? clears throat> because it, it's it know what it does if i'm a woman listening to this i'd be infuriated because you're 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 sanitizing something that are not not even the same like i said if you're working and no i i, I separated them i know well, the well, one of your examples one of your examples was if you're on a date and you happen to touch a girl's no, head i'm just saying but it has happened there's guys who've been in a relationship where women have accused them of rape and they know they didn't rape this girl, but because the girl is angry at them, they are, all of a sudden he rapes me. But we're not talking about, we're not talking about rape. We're not talking about well, rape. It's in the same boat because you're accusing no, someone no, of something. No, Am not, I correct? They, no, they're not the same boat at all. If somebody's okay. accused, if you're on a date and we, and we talk about this before, we, we're going at it and things happening and, and then later on you claim rape. Well, that's a whole nother level versus, you being at work or have and, and in the case of Cuomo having superiority over me or authority over me, not superiority. I guess that's probably an incorrect word. Okay. Let's, but, let's flip it. Okay. It, it's, it's, it's a coworker and a boss and they're dating. And all of a sudden the relationship ends. And now she brings up, he raped me. He sexually harassed me, but they've been having this relationship for a while. That's what terrible. happens there. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing. 
Well, we we can address a coworker. I knew you was going to say boss. that. I knew you was going to say that bullshit, man. <laughs> this ain't about me today. <laughs> it's not about yeah. me. We can, put, we, can, we can put this to rest right now. Yeah. It's, it's, as we've said before. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And Derek was like, you know, I, here we go. I here see we, that exactly. train coming around. Here we go. Here we go. Um, I, I think. Well, first, I, I would address the first thing that my brother said about why it's, it's happening. We clearly know why it's happening on a natural scale because he's the governor of New York, not the governor of of South Dakota. So that's why. I mean, and if you think about how he he always had prominence because he was the governor of New York, but last year sent him to a national bigger scale because of New York was essentially ground zero for Corona. I mean, we we were the the place not to be, quite frankly. And we were, you know, setting all kinds of crazy records and he got us out of it with his policies. Some disagree with it, but and not all the policies were right. I mean, some of some of them were like make no sense. But in a in a pandemic and some in a situation that nobody had ever seen happening, you're gonna make mistakes. It's just impossible to be a hundred for a hundred. It's just you're gonna be like, Oh man, we shouldn't have done that. That didn't make any sense, or blah, blah, blah. So all that happened. So he wrote he rises through prominence or gets more prominence. He does a great job of curbing and I guess sustaining the Corona spill. He writes his book. He's on TV every night talking about how great he is. And all. And then these women are sitting there going, okay, fine. I'm not going to say anything now because quite frankly, nobody's going to believe me. But as things calm down, he did do this. Yeah, he did. You could do two things. You could be two. You could be two things. He could be the guy who got us out of Corona hell and be the guy who was harassing women. It's, they're not mutually exclusive. So I, mm-hmm. I think the act as if um, that can't be the case is tough. And also the thing I think would, I would drive me crazy or it would drive me crazy if I was a woman is to say is that he said, he said, she said, well, that's every harassment case. That's, we're never going to, there's, there's no cameras on these guys when they're harassing. You'd be a fool to, do, well, Trump was, <laughs> you know, when he said, uh, grab him by the P, but it's always going to be, she said, I did this. I said, I didn't do that. So, if you're gonna, if if the answer is or the defense is, how are we ever gonna know? You can't. But what you can do is by preponderance of evidence say, listen, if one woman just accused him of being inappropriate, and 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 a ten thousand other women or ten other women said, I don't know what he saw, but that guy has been a straight up gentleman. You'd probably go, you know what? Probably just a bad date or what have you. But as the numbers keep coming out and they all have similar stories, then you go maybe something to it. And I do agree with. I think we said earlier, uh, Derek's picture and his his uh, his uh, example. Yeah, we're not. T- that one is kind of iffy. If you're just talking about a photo op, and he has his, you know, I'm taking pictures and say he has his hand around such and such his waist or maybe on his shoulder. You know, that's sort of like man, you really. That's a liberal interpretation of, in my opinion, of harassment. But when you call me to your office and ask me to fix your cell phone and you grab me. Or you ask me to, or you kiss me, or you say, "Hey, listen, you know, that's a different level of uh, harassment." I that, think that's, so. a, that's harassment, definitely. Now, now, has he? I agree with has you. Has he been accused of of kissing one of these honeys at his office? Yes. I, really? I see. He's, that's what it, I didn't it, hear. Okay. A couple of things uh, he's done where he, the trick no, he's, alleged, he's had him co- say allegedly done, Mark. Allegedly. Okay, alleg- yeah, you know, you're right. Absolutely, he, allegedly done is uh, he's had them come to the office under the ruse of fixing his cell phone and then he's gone and done some of his, his stuff. He's not like quite like I watched a documentary um, on Russell Simmons. He's not quite like that kind of creep, but it, he does, or he has been accused of, of pushing the limit of what's acceptable. And like I said, in the biggest dynamic, the biggest thing that I think we need to keep saying, and my brother said this several times, is the power dynamic. If it was just clerk one and clerk two, and you know, it'd be tough for me if I'm, if I'm a clerk in Office X and your clerk in Office X, X, it'd be tough for you to claim I sexually harassed you. I can be accused of being a jerk or a creep, but I don't have any authority of you over you to naturally be deemed a sexual harasser. So that's where kind of the line it kind of moves or stays, if you however you want to categorize it. So yeah, I, I, good. So in the picture that I sent you guys, uh, we can't talk about who it is yet. If I was asked. And I didn't, you know, to me, it was just what it was just a question, you know, do you wear boxers or briefs? Uh, I thought it was uh, seasonal. Uh, could that be? <laughs> <laughs> so, I did have on a linen suit. It was summertime. 
<laughs> so I just I, I'm not saying I was uncomfortable or not in case there's going to be a payday down the road but could that be considered sexual harassment if so we might be going on vacation sooner than we think please uh, well, I guess <laughs> o- only if yeah if the person yeah if 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 it's a supervisor yes. or a, okay and then then yes well we yes, we, we know the power that that person holds but right. I, but at the time did that person hold that power no but they over, did, they over had, you in particular they okay well, I mean, they were, uh, I, I would guess, a level under because we all knew what their form of title was. But I'm saying, as far as as far as the relationship to where you were in your career they could, at that they point, could and make they a, were in their career. She, she, yeah, I got to say, she can make a call. Oh, yeah, I hope it's a she. Sort of picture. She can make Get my she, she, she can make a call. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> she can There's anything wrong with that. Give me your fruit cup. <laughs> <laughs> she could make a call and my job assignment could have changed. Yes. She had that type of call. Could she do it directly? No, but could she make a call to somebody and say, hey, look, I want him working closer to where I'm at? Yes. Well, yeah, no, that that, 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 that sounds like supervisory yes. power. That could qualify. So, you know what? Get that money. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Get that money. As, my, as, uh, as the supervisor say... In air quotes, but you can't see him right now. My eyes are welling up with water. I'm not comfortable. Okay, I want to put that out for the record. Yeah, I mean, again, it, 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 as long as we understand that it, it is a supervisory position, I think. Uh, and you make the point about the picture, and you guys have been around me. You know, I, you know, after shows, a lot of people want to take pictures. And I take pictures with them, but I don't know who's who. And, you know, they they all want to hug up on you. And, you know, I, I, sometimes I'm like, okay, you know, let's do this. I've had people goose me while I'm taking a picture. I'm like, yeah, that's not funny. It's not cute, I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, have um, you touched the small of somebody's back? While you t- uh, absolutely. Oh. If you take, yeah, right. I'm standing there and, I, and somebody, you know, puts their arm around right. you. You put your arm around back. Yeah, of course you're touching the small of their back. I'm not looking for a specific spot, the shoulder or or the shoulder blade, the scapula. I'm just, you know, yeah, okay, let's take the picture. Lean in, smile. Let's get out of here. Now, now let me ask That's you this. It. Okay, so what do you guys think when the lady says, I took a picture with him and even though he's in power and he touched the small of my back. When you take a picture, like you just said, you just look to, you know, the show, you know, okay, we're together and take the picture. Let's get out of here. Right. I think, uh, I think so that's, 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 that's a problem for of me. harassment. And, and, right. and, I, and I've been probably maybe the vo- most vocal. Of it. We all have. But I've said some things that are probably a little more vocal. That's a real loose interpretation okay. of being harassed. I mean, you talk about that. Because that's what she said. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm pretty sure, and I would think if the next, say if there's another 10, 10 other people and eight of them have the same thing, then he will, I think, in my opinion, have a stronger case to say, listen, you know, if that's harassment, well, then all of us are in trouble. Yes. So, right. but if, if you get more cases of, you know, hey, come fix my cell phone and, you know, you doing this or you doing that. Then he may be in a little bit of a uh, of a pinch. I know he wish he had a, the, a, a. I know he wish he had a BlackBerry or a flip phone right now. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> didn't one of the accuser accuse him of touching her face? Am I correct? Pretty sure. I mean, you know what? Quite frankly, it's so much going on. Things start to blend together. Yeah, that's why he started showing all the pictures of him, how he approached people. Even with some men, he would, you know, grab their face and stuff. That's you know, I I figured that's the way Italians show uh, I, that. I, I can tell no, I can tell you for a fact, uh, from my from my early days in in, in show business, uh, I've been kissed on my cheek more times than I can remember by my Italian brothers and friends. Uh, out there, yeah, because that's they, they, they affect, they're touchy people. They come, you they hey, and they grab you and they want to kiss you on the cheek, and you know, and, and you get to the point where you're kissing them back. All right, cool, it's, it's like, you know, all right, good, good oh, to see you. Do a choice, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not like I can say no, you know, I don't do that. Oh, really? Uh, you know, end up in in the trunk of a car, right? So, so, so I can just say, yeah, it's it's it is definitely an attack. I'm not I'm not trying to make excuses for Andrew Cuomo at all. I'm just saying. Again, there's a lot of gray in this particular story, and I think he is right to let the process, as you said, keep play out and see where it goes. And if they got him, they got him. If they don't got him, then, you know, I hope they have the same energy clearing his name as they did 
dirtying his name. Uh, just like I think there's going to be some issues down there in Atlanta and L.A. with some famous rap artist and his wife, his 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 uh, singer producer wife. They gonna have a hard time clearing their name, and I'm talking about uh, T.I. Tip Harris and his wife Tiny. Uh, they are in trouble because apparently they have been engaged in highly inappropriate, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm tap dancing on the words inappropriate uh, relationships with at least twelve women, uh, some of whom whom have claimed that they were raped or that they were uh, drugged and raped by this couple. Yeah, very Cosby, yeah, Cosby-esque. And, and what's the guy, what's the uh, football player that was doing the same thing? Um, oh, uh, oh, my his gosh. father was a football player. Uh, what's the guy's he's, name? He's locked up now. Played for the Saints. Yeah, he's locked yeah. up, played for the Saints and played for the uh, Vikings for a hot Right, and he played for the Jets, too. Yeah. I'm correct. Man, so, I'm drawing a blank, but yeah, we know <laughs> But the, but the idea is that that's what they've been doing uh, with these with these women, and you know, um, you read again, you start to read the accounts, and the accounts are horrible. Now, I, again, I'm I'm gonna put it out there. I'm in show business. I know people like to get around folks in show business. I understand that they like to find themselves in the in the same orbits. They like to find themselves being invited to the house, invited to the club, invited to the studio, invited to various places, and, they, and they're and they trying to grow their own careers. And so you're constantly being barraged by both men and women who want to have access. Does that access mean that you are giving consent to be drugged and raped? I don't think so. So uh, who you brought the story to us, Mark, so I'll let you lead it off. I just, I saw it. Because I've, I've seen it for, I, I think, maybe a couple of weeks. But I was seeing if it had any more legs to it. And quite frankly, from a national standpoint, it hasn't really taken off yet. It could be, quite frankly, and this is going to sound horrible, it could be because they're not as big a stars as Cosby was, or in the case of, of uh, Weinstein was, a big-time producer, or even, um, what's that boy, Spacey. They're not as big a name. They're big but, as R. Kelly. Um, guess, you know what? I'm, I, I'm they got a sure. show. They got yeah. a show. They got a show. Yeah, I guess you know what? I guess that. Yeah, yeah why are Kelly and not them? I don't know. I I don't know why. And this is truly, I have no idea. I don't know why some take off and some don't. Because if you look, if you read the details of what's been reported so far, you would think this would have as many as as much um, traction as the R. Kelly, Cosby, Weinstein, Louis C.K. You know, whatever the list is of. Of people who've gone down, some, I mean, maybe Louis C.K. is probably a bad example of of this kind of thing, but you would think they would have it for some reason. I guess I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why they didn't take off, but it's just it's crazy because as you said you're in the show business. There are, and this is going to sound horrible, but there are many women who were willing to do what you want them to do anyway. To have to go through some of these extremes or illegalities. Seems crazy. Like, listen, if you're gonna, you know, if it's like you're gonna give me the money anyway, why am I robbing a bank? You, you, some of these women are are up for whatever you want to do anyway. To to go the extra level, or I just don't get. I, I just don't understand that mentality. And I guess the reason I don't understand mentality is because clearly I'm not a rapist. But I, I, I guess it's. I guess for them, that's also part of the the edge it's the, or the tr- it's, it's the, the power trip yeah. yeah that's what it is to, I, 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 and that i can't recommend you're going to give it to me anyway why am i going why am i paying for it <laughs> you know because you, know, you know you got the swingers out there if you want to do that you got swingers and you got these swingers parties you can do all that stuff yeah that's what i don't but, get though you no know, but the accusations are you know that have been made you know um i think two were like 17 year old they claim they were drugged uh one was uh, assaulted on the bus and left naked. Another one was assaulted in the hotel, yeah, it, left it, it naked. Wow! <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. But as as Mark said, it has not taken off like the other ones. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, you uh, you know, you, what you're gonna what you're gonna start to see, I think, again, because keep in mind, you know, Ti was was starting to, to develop a. He's, you know, he's got the TV show. He's starting to develop a movie career. He had a, he had a career in Marvel movies, which yeah. is big time. That's about to be over. <laughs> That's about to be over because these allegations are serious enough where they're being the charges are being filed or or information is being sought 
in two different jurisdictions in Georgia, which Lord knows you don't want to get in trouble in Georgia and, and Los Angeles and, and California. So they got problems. I I don't know. It's, it's, it, it's not gotten the heat. It's not gotten the traction that we think it should get. I mean, they're big stars in terms of, of our community. We, we certainly are aware of who they are, but uh, nationally, maybe it, it just hasn't, it hasn't reached that level and there's no Gail King interview yet and you know what's crazy the last time we talked about this cat on the show was when his daughter uh he took right. his daughter to the doctor to see if she was still a virgin I oh, think she right, had to be, right. remember that we talked about this guy and and then the next thing you know we get this article by uh the producer and he's letting us know that you know he this guy is is raping allegedly raping and drugging 17 year olds but i'm like but on the other hand you're talking about you you going to the doctor with your daughter to see if she's still a virgin it's crazy to go from one extreme to the next with this guy uh, yeah, but it may be the same extreme though yeah we if thought, you think about it yeah we thought that story was sort of like can you hear can you, can you believe this guy doing in this right. crazy ha 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 but i don't I didn't take it as actually being serious. I thought it was like, you know, sometimes celebrities get accused of things that seem so crazy that you think, oh, this celebrity, so you believe it. But I didn't take that as as a real thing. I thought it was something that was kind of thrown out there, some kind of crazy joke slash, not joke, like in like it had no real traction. It was just somebody saying something crazy and somehow it has legs, but we all know it is not true. But then you follow up with this story, you go, damn, that happened. Or oh, that that's, has a higher probability of happening than I initially thought when we first said it. Well, yeah, I, I, I guess we'll we'll stay tuned to, to this one. But again, it it will at some point get get legs because the story it seems again it's it's the numbers. You know, the first time it happens, you go, well, maybe that's just somebody disgruntled. Second time, you can say, well, maybe it's a couple of people disgruntled. But when you get up until eleven and twelve, and that's the that's the Cuomo problem. You know, there you know, there's a tipping point. Cuomo, I think, is nearing the tipping point with six people. But again, you can kind of toss out a couple of those smaller, the back ones. Um, but but with this particular case, the stories are the same. And as you pointed out, Mark, you know, uh, uh, when you're a celebrity, when you're a celebrity, you don't have, you're not, you don't have to ask a lot of people. No, you know, you can rate, you can, you can say who wants to, and I, you know, Dave Chappelle, you know, God love, God love Dave Chappelle and late Charlie Murphy. I actually saw Rick James in a club, and that was what was going on. <laughs> so it's real easy for these guys, crazy Rick James, knowing what Rick James was doing, he was still able to to get people willing to come on board and do whatever he was in a, of a mind to do. Yeah. Uh, before we go, um, we lost another iconic athlete this past <laughs> weekend. I know it's a horrible transition. Uh, we lost another iconic uh, athlete this past weekend, and I just wanted to get all of your takes on the death of marvelous Marvin Hagler, who died at 66. I'm not sure what the cause of death was, but uh, he did die certainly at 66, uh, far younger than than we would expect him to. Uh, and just, 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 you know, just give me the impact and what your thoughts are real quick. I'll start with you, Keith. And Marvin Hagler was my top middleweight until they robbed him in the Sugar Ray Linen fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm going to talk about it. He was robbed. But as as a fighter and, and a gentleman in the ring, he did he did work. As Thomas Hearns, oh he put, yeah, that he put that ass whipping on him too. But uh, the guy, you know, he he fought with Violet, man, and you know he was so upset after that fight that he quit boxing, man. So it just show you that he didn't make boxing his life, and he just moved on. I think he, I think in fact he left the United States and moved to to Paris, Italy, yeah, to Italy or somewhere, Italy, yeah. He was, he was movie star he was a big time action really? movie star in, in italy yeah mm-hmm. he learned italian he's big time oh, action guess. movie star in italy yeah oh, wow. yeah he, he's gonna be missed man he's one of the, the the pound for pound at that time middleweight i think he was the best all right mark yeah it's funny <laughs> keith brought up the uh that fight i mean i'm not a huge boxing fan but i do remember because i was I, I like sugar ray but i do remember when he went to that fight I thought man sugar ray's gonna get killed because at that point Marvin was crushing everybody. I mean, I think I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that was this after, after Hearns. Hearns. Yeah, this so after, after Hearns. After Hearns, and I'm also I could be wrong. Maybe 
Did he also beat Aguayo, Alexis Aguayo, or was that Hearns who beat Aguayo? No, it was, he beat uh, Roberto Duran. Duran, he, 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 he went through the middleweight. So it's Duran, and so I'm thinking when Sugar Ray, I think Sugar Ray is about to get crushed. So when he lost that fight, I was like surprised, but but like to his true true to his form, he's like, listen, if they're gonna do me like this, then I don't need this anymore. But he was he was one of those guys that I didn't think would lose. He just seemed so machine like, and that sounds crazy, but he seemed like he was unflappable, and Sugar got to him. And a crazy decision, but you know, Sugar was my guy. I like Sugar, so I'll take it. Hmm. Dirt? Uh definitely gonna miss uh Mr. Hagler, incredible uh boxer. Um close fight to Sugar Ray. Um I didn't think it, it was just my opinion, he didn't have the popularity and the charisma that Sugar Ray had at that time. And I think they were probably looking to bank uh bankroll some more fights. And Marvin said like my father would say, before y'all let y'all do that to me, he kissed my ass in Macy's windows on the <laughs> getting the hell up out of here. So I, I've, I've always, and I think I probably respected that move more than anything where it's like, you just can't do me any old kind of way and think everything is going to be okay. Right, I'm going ta- right. to get up on out of here. You do what you need to do. But the, to the real folks, y'all know who won that fight. You know, so I was I was okay with the movie made there. Going to be missed because he was really quiet after he left us. You know, the United States. I didn't realize he was in Italy until you said it. But I always appreciate him in the in the ring because he definitely gave you a thorough ass whooping. It was it was it was no doubt about that. You was gonna get tightened up. Man. He did not leave it up to the judges. Not at all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you Except know, that I one mean, time with Sugar Ray. <laughs> just one time. Yeah. No. Uh, for me, um, I actually went. I and this is this is funny because I you know I nowadays. You can see any fight you want on TV by clicking a button. But I actually went to the Felt Forum wow. to see it on closed circuit, Sugar Ray and Marvin Hagler. And like you guys, I thought that Marvin, I was like, man, ain't no way in hell after he put that ass whooping on Tommy Hearns oh, and Tommy Hearns, man, yeah. you know, was was giving Sugar Ray fits uh, and two fights. I, I didn't think that there was any way that uh, Sugar Ray was going to beat him. I will say, though. In terms of Olympic boxing style, Sugar Ray did outpoint him. He never hurt Marvin Hagler. Maybe that's why Marvin was so mad. He never hurt him. Marvin did press the fight, but Sugar Ray landed more punches in that fight. He was able to flurry. The punches weren't doing anything. Marvin Hagler was a beast. And I don't think people really appreciate boxing now the way it was back then. But he was a middleweight that was dominant. He dominated the division for a long time. That that fight probably is the the only real blemish on his career. And they offered him twenty million. Think about it, nineteen eighty eight dollars, twenty million dollars for a rematch. He told him to go kiss his ass in Macy's windows. Was exactly what he did. <laughs> he didn't take it. So uh, on, on that level alone, that makes him marvelous. That makes him a uh, uh, true legend. Derry Fighter, one of the best to ever do it, one of the best to ever lace him up. So I say rest in peace, marvelous Marvin Hagler. Uh, with that, uh, that brings us to the end of another fine episode of this fine podcast. Uh, I want to thank you all, those people who have been listening to us on a regular basis. Keep doing so. We'll keep bringing you the best product we can. Uh, thank our international listeners. Thank our 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 local listeners thank our national listeners, people out there in L.A. and Houston and down there in Florida who are listening to us. We appreciate you all. If you have not subscribed to Power to the People, I do not know what you're waiting for. That is The time is now. We're in the midst of a new transition in our lives. You want to feel and listen to how we do that. Uh, make sure you do so. You can get us anywhere you get our podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can get us. Just type in Power to the People. You can find us on social media, on Facebook at Power to the People. You can find us on Twitter at Power to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Power to the Peeps on Twitter. You can find us all on Instagram. I'm Comic Tony Powell. You can just find me and then you'll click on their pictures and find them because they don't know what they are. So <laughs> you can do it that on Instagram. Uh, you can ask Alexa to play Power to the People. Google, uh, iHeart, Stitcher, Apple, anywhere you get Amazon, uh, anywhere you get your po- Pandora, anywhere you get your podcast, you can get us. We will see you all next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.